Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. The Azar Foundation for Children of the World is an organization aimed to support women and children in need across the globe. We believe in empowering lives, strengthening minds, and providing programs that enrich health and education. The Azar Foundation was founded in 2003 and has been serving the world ever since. Visit us at our website at www.azarforchildren.org. That's www.azar4children.org to find out more information about our endeavors and join our mailing list. Remember, the smile and the cry of a child doesn't have any language. The Azar Foundation. I want to show you something. Each day around the world, 5,000 people are infected with HIV. That was over 20 years ago. Today, an estimated one in five gay men in major U.S. cities is living with HIV. So why aren't we talking about it? Today, we have the tools to make HIV history. Let's finish what we started. Because the world needs you to live. Get off the grid and step inside your heart. Sister Jenna guides you through a powerful, encouraging, and motivating meditation that allows you to let go and become aware of you, regain strength, power, and peace. Hello, everyone. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna, and we're broadcasting from the beautiful Meditation Museum in the nation's capital. I can't believe it. We've been going through pictures and stories and memories because um, we're celebrating our 20th year in Washington, D.C. And and what I mean by celebrating our 20th year, it's the Brahma Kumaris, our spiritual tradition. I cannot believe it's been 20 years. And as I go through these pages and and pictures and, and awards, I'm just like, I have to tell you, a little bit emotional at times, because I just can't believe what we've accomplished in 20 years. And um, many people always say to me, I thought like what we do, you sit and you meditate and that's it. And I said, yeah, that's what I thought too when I came to meditation. <laughs> but then I realized that it's really about it's really about your ability to be contemplative inside of your consciousness that you're clear And when you're clear, you're able to optimize your story even more. And I think one of the most profound individuals on the planet is a clear woman. (laughs) I just think that when she's very clear on her purpose and she's clear on the power of her light, then she brings a kind of a story to the narrative she brings something to the story. Yesterday, we were at the Meditation Museum in Tyson's. 
and we hosted Women of Influence by the Chamber of Commerce. And it was so beautiful to actually sit there and engage in women who are so driven to succeed. And I know what it takes for women to succeed. It's a lot of effort, but if you love what you're doing, it becomes quite easy. And so when we look at the stories of women today, so many stories are not being told. Coming up on April 22nd on HBO, there's going to be a movie about Henrietta Lacks. You heard about her, where they used her cells, and her cells were the only cells that actually survived. And because of her cells, there's been research and there's been medical breakthroughs for polio, for cancer, all because of Henrietta Lacks cells. Can you believe this? And nobody knew this story existed. A woman, hidden hidden figures, woman. These three women took took the guys to the to the moon, to the stars. Come on. So this is where we're beginning to really understand and value the stories of women today. And if we don't let our voices really, really share from our hearts, what it has taken to survive in these times. I'm not quite sure if we'll have a generation of young women who will remain elevated or even inspired, or will they even begin to sell themselves short? I don't know, but please stay tuned. I'm about to put on my very dear friend, Anasa Troutman, who's going to be sharing with us about a new project that she's launched called She Stories. And that's just going to awaken us a little bit more about why it's so important for women who, whether they are celebrities and well-known or average ladies, that perhaps we need to now find inspiration in hearing the stories of women who are doing incredible things in our world. Before I get Anissa on, I'd like us to go into what we do best here, is to take you into just your Zen zone, a little moment of reflection in silence and contemplation. Take a deep breath, everyone, and let's let it all go. Om Shanti. The time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate. But even while I walk and move around, I can be in a meditative awareness, which is awareness of the soul the original, eternal, imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, to relax. This meditation is about awareness. It's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self. It's about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name. And observe yourself feeling nameless. 
let go of your gender to discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name, gender, role, title, religion, nationality or even a language. Ask yourself, How do you feel at this moment? And in this feeling, who would think of you and who would you think of? the Supreme Soul would think of you and you the liberated soul would think of the Supreme in this state of absolute freedom I am truly who I am a free Peaceful, pure, immortal, and eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed in this awareness. everyone that was letting go from my off the grid into the heart meditation CD. You're listening to America Meditating Radio and I'm your host Sister Jenna. We're broadcasting from the beautiful meditation museum in the nation's capital and we enjoyed hosting the women of influence from the Chamber of Commerce yesterday. Please keep remembering to come by. We are rolling into our 20th year here. I can't believe it. I was only sent for three months. Oh my god. 20 years later, and I'm still surviving a few more gray hairs, but I'll have to tell you, I'll do it all over again any time. 
the numbers have been staggering, and I've been telling the staff, there is no way that we've done this much. Um, From child trafficking to working with young women who have been really forgotten to solar energy to political leaders to corporations to entrepreneurs to empowering men. I'm like, oh my gosh, have I even sat down for a minute to meditate? Of course I have. Because you know what? It's time for women to rise up and it's time for us to be heard. More than ever before, there's a story in Indian culture called Shiv Shaktis. And there's 108 Shiv Shaktis. They're called goddesses. And each one of these goddesses have something special about them. And when a demon emerges, the goddess will use that speciality to dance on that demon to destroy it. And I think that women now are rising up because they're recognizing their specialities and they're coming to a point of realizing nothing can get in their way from really taking them away from who they really are. Folks, let's welcome my dear friend, Anessa Troutman. She's a writer, producer, and entrepreneur. and She's dedicated her work to the importance of culture and the power of love. As CEO of her company, I love this, Elevate, don't you love that? I think I said it, Elevate. Anessa works to build and execute strategies for artists, organizations that are aligned with her vision of a loving world and her belief in creating like a pathway to personal community and global transformation. Based in Nashville, Tennessee, Anessa awakened to her life's work during her time in Atlanta, Georgia, attending Spelman College and founding Groovement Earthseed Music, a successful record label and collective of young, cutting-edge, visionary musicians, performers, and writers. As you can see, Anessa's been up to a lot. And her latest vision, her work for girls and women, has spawned two incredible projects, Electricity, a STEAM curriculum for middle school age girls supported by the Memphis Music Initiative, and her latest endeavor, She Stories, a powerful storytelling platform for women that was launched this year at the Sundance Film Festival. Anasa, welcome to America Meditating Radio. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm awesome, you little old she angel. <laughs> I love that title. I'm going to put it on my business cards. <laughs> there you go. I mean, do you ever stay still? Um, every once in a while, every morning at least. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> every morning, there you go. I bet you take your time every in morning. the morning to pray, oh, yeah. get yourself in check, right? Oh, yeah, I have to. All this work that I'm doing, it's, it would be impossible for me to do it if I didn't take that time in the morning. Anasa, what moves you? What keeps you going? Because from I've known you, I've met you because of, uh, you know, your connection with India, and you've yeah. always been so kind and loving to us. And you're just like a, a love muffin, you know. Whenever I see you, I just <laughs> want to keep hugging you, you know. And it's interesting to know what is it that really moves our spirit. Like for me, it's like I can't bear to see us treat each other unkindly. And I wake up every yeah. day trying to change that. What moves you? Yeah. You know, um, it sounds cliche, but love is really the thing that moves me. It actually is the core of my spiritual practice and my beliefs, and it's how I build my relationships and how I move in the world and how I built my business and the work that I do every day. It's really, it's truly my core value, and um, everything I do is about 
creating space for more love and helping people see the power of connection because, you know, that is my definition Mm -hmm. of love. Love for me is about how we honor the connection that we have with each other. And that may be someone you see every day or someone that you may never, ever meet because even a stranger who lives across the world, you have a connection to them. And for me, the pursuit of love is about learning how to honor folks, learning how to honor the earth, learning how to honor yourself. How do you honor your connection to yourself? And what does that mean to love yourself? You know, how do you forgive? How do you honor your connection with people who who you feel like have wronged you? I mean, you know, love is... Everything. Love is everything. There, there is nothing without love. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, at 23, you started a record label, which, you know, many I of us did. are out there working the field. But at 23, yeah. you know, and I love music too, Anasa. I love music. To me, music gets yeah, me, me closest to God and to love. Yeah. So when you started yeah. the record label, where were you at that time? And could you actually see yourself in the future many years later coming up with she stories at a time when women <laughs> really need to be empowered? No, I'm mm. still baffled by the fact that I started a record label when I was 23. And it was like the mm. most unlikely thing for me to do for, to the human eye. It was, it was ludicrous for me to do that. I was um, just out of college living in Atlanta I was a pre-med major in college. I was a biology major. I had planned since middle school to be a physician. I wanted to be a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. I had, you know, fellowships at medical schools in the summertime, and I had really been groomed to be a physician. And Mm. I... I got a job at a record <laughs> store. <laughs> that did it. <laughs> I was well, it's better it wasn't a playboy. You'd have been in trouble. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so I started reading all these musicians. And I've always been a music lover. When I was a kid, like, music was my sanctuary. I just, you know, wow. I knew how to work the record player, and I would just totally escape and sing and dance and be all over the living room and loud and just that was a I was really shy as a kid so music was the thing that made me feel free it was like the only mm. thing that made me feel free was music and so you know my connection to it when I worked in a record store started to come alive in a new way because um you know I was literally surrounded by music I was literally talking about music all night because I worked after class. I worked from four to midnight. And so I spent half my day in class and the rest of my day talking about music and all kinds of music, soul music, rock music, classical, country, hip-hop, everything, because it was a record store. And it was like the record store people came who loved music. And so I started to be awakened to it. And at the Um. time, popular music was like starting to take a turn that I didn't like. And mm-hmm. I have a sister who is nine years younger than me, and the big, the big female artist at the time was Little Kim, and God bless her mm-hmm. and her right to express herself mm-hmm. however she wants to. But I wanted to know that my sister felt like she had choices and that she didn't feel like Little Kim had to be her role model. And I started to think about the world and my impact on the world and the power of music and the power of art. And what I really wanted to do was to create an artist collective, just a group of people to come together and create and to think and to innovate and to find ways to express ourselves the things that we believed in. But, you know, mm-hmm. artists, they, they want to make a living making their music. And they were all like, we'll do this, but we want to have a label too. And I said, okay, right. because, you know, that's what you do when you love people and you want to support them. You 
you do what they ask. And so I wanted to, I wanted us to be together, and the way for us to be together was to have a label. So I started a label, and it worked. Mm. Look at this now. As you kept moving through life, you know one of the most yeah. beautiful things is about networking, meeting with people, yeah. just talking yes. about stories in life, right? Yes, absolutely. And it's like, you must... Sorry, you must have met so many, you (laughs) met so many women, you met so many women along the way. And I can only imagine how those private special moments when you were just sitting, maybe either backstage at a concert, maybe at Starbucks, maybe at somebody's house, uh, or just, you know, sitting waiting for a meeting to try to get a deal signed. And you started to engage and talk with a woman and you started to realize how her story was moving you, I'd be so intrigued to find out how she's stories actually emerged. Was it like this gradual unfolding where you were learning so much from the stories of other women? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I um, <laughs> I have a secret. I guess it won't be a secret anymore after I say it on the radio, but I have a secret <laughs> belief about <laughs> about who we are as a humanity and what um, is at the core of our sickness, our spiritual, social sickness. Um, I believe that so much of what we deal with and so much of what we work to heal is about um, an imbalance of masculine and feminine energy on our planet and with our, you know, just with the with the human family. And, and that's different for me than a conversation about male and female it's just like energetically that those those two parts of the energy that we all have to learn how to balance um within us no matter what our life looks like i you know there's been such an historic over um the importance of masculine energy has been over emphasized mm-hmm. and there's so many things about way too much in our about, yeah way <laughs> way mm-hmm. too much it is just you know, everything is energy. Energy is about balance. You know what I mean. Right. And I and do. just like we have to learn how to balance the masculine and the feminine within each each of us, we need to learn how to how to balance that as a as a human body, as a as a spiritual body, as a as a soul body. You know, and and I really believe that um, that things are changing, and that it is my, you know, part of my work on the on the planet to be able to help bring about that that balance and help do it in a way that we actually achieve balance, not, not put women over men or not put masculinity over femininity and not, and not reverse the imbalance, but to actually right. create balance and figure out how to stop in the middle and figure out how to create space for all kinds of voices and all kinds of approaches to life and all kinds of ways of being. And I, um, that being said, the more practical side mm-hmm. of the answer to that question is when I moved to Nashville a few years ago and almost immediately, um, started getting requests from young women in town. This is a big music industry town, so I started almost immediately getting requests from young women to mentor them. And at the time, I had just started um, She Electricity, which is my curriculum for girls, um, middle school age girls around art and art and technology. So, I, so I had, you know, people knew I was doing that, but I had not been in town long enough for so many young women to be approaching me, and I wondered. Why Why are these women who don't even know me coming to me? Like, I, I understand what things look like from the outside, and I understand my accomplishments and why they would be attracted to me. But the fact that so many were coming 
because there were no other women here for them to approach was wow. disturbing that's to me. Incredible. You know yeah, what I mean? That's incredible. And it's yeah. like it just made me see that, you know, the that that there is an opportunity in a space in Nashville in particular because young women were looking for support. They were looking for older women who have been in the industry a while to be able to give them some kind of guidance and some kind of, you know, assurance about what their future was going to hold. And I, of course, couldn't do it, you know, I'm, I'm busy, so I couldn't work with all of them. So instead, I invited them to come to brunch with me. And I said, I'm going to invite some of my older women friends who you may not know who are working in the industry in Nashville. You guys invite some of your friends who are artists and new managers and people who want to get into publishing. And we'll all just hang out. And we'll share stories. We'll connect. And then you guys can support each other. My friends can support you. And we'll just go from there and see what happens. And so I had the brunch. And the first thing that we did was we, we introduced ourselves and I had everybody go around the table and just tell a story about themselves. It's like, who are you? Why are you here? What do you need? Like, just talk about yourself. And at the end of that morning, we never, we never got past the stories pretty much is what happened. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> storytelling kept going and going and going. And when we were walking out, everyone was just like, oh God, I needed that so badly. I just needed a space to be myself. I needed a space to be heard. I needed a space to hear other stories and let me know I wasn't alone. And I knew walking out of that restaurant that I had to do something bigger, that it had to be more than just this moment. And that night I was sitting, looking out the window, and I had the idea for Shoe Stories. Mm. So tell us, what yeah. is Shoe Stories? Like, how do we get involved? Like, yeah, Because I'm not in well, Tennessee, she... even though I would love to be. But, I mean, how do we get involved <laughs> with Shoe Stories? <laughs> Well, lucky for you, you don't have to be in Tennessee because, of course, you know, <laughs> I, she story started because of my personal experience here in national because my work has always been national from the beginning. You know, I always have to find ways to project my ideas out into the broader space because I want more people to have an opportunity to engage. And I actually feel like the more, the wider we can work, the more impactful we can be because it's all about connection, you know, and we need to be able to connect with people who are outside of our sphere outside of our normal everyday lives because that is how human evolution actually is going to happen from a spiritual standpoint. And we're able to see ourselves in people who have nothing to do with our everyday life and we can see ourselves in them. And so it's this part of actually one of my principles to be able to make sure that our work is wide and expansive and that everybody feels welcome. So She Stories is a storytelling platform for women and we focus on Women, again, to create this idea of being able to show another side, we like to say seeing the world through her eyes. And so we are starting with the very small vignettes that we've been doing and posting on Facebook and the like because we want to show the power of everyday women's stories. Um, But we also are moving into narrative filmmaking and documentary filmmaking, and we're producing a podcast. That's what we started at at Sundance Film Festival back in January, going and doing story collections and talking to Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So we have been talking to notable women, to film producers and to actors and to politicians and those types of people, but we also have been focusing on everyday women because we want every woman to know that her voice is important and we want every man to know also because every voice is important. And any time where someone's voice is being shut out, it's not a place of balance. It's not a holistic place and it's not a place where the full breath of God can exist. So then it's like, you know, here you are, you're creating a platform where, let's just say if I wanted to, like I feel like my story is just sitting in me, but the people around yeah. me don't necessarily get me. 
they don't yeah. understand me. So when I turn to She Stories, it's like also a platform where I feel I'm understood. Absolutely. But would that be safe to say, like, you can be understood by even sharing yeah. your story on the platform? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things mm-hmm. that Maya Angelou said is that one of the most painful things is an untold story. And everybody has a story. And one of the most exciting things about She Stories is that we're actually creating a mechanism for women to be able to tell their own stories in their own communities. And so we're right. developing these circles. So if you were like, I really, I really love this idea. I want to learn how to tell my story. I want to get this thing out of me. Then you can go into your spiritual community or your friends or to your work, and you can invite other women into the space, work with each other over a 10-week process to be able to cultivate your stories and then be able to have a space to tell them. And then we also have this My She Stories website that will be coming up in the spring, later in the spring, where folks can upload their stories. Right now, you can see everything at at, uh, at SheStories.net, but Mm -hmm. we're definitely working to cultivate space for everyday women to be able to tell stories in their own community and then share them with the world. Well, can you come and do a She Story Circle at the museum in your next nearby? Because I would we, love it. Yeah, love it. and then we could really we could really do it and cover it as a real nice narrative. I think we have so many options. We can have the young girls that we serve here, who mm-hmm. I believe are our future, and they're all under seventeen. But yeah. I think that there's there's just so much going on at home that they don't yeah. know how to articulate what they truly believe in is their worth and their value and their future. I think that's just one group. And then, of course, the other group of those of us who think we've grown and known everything. No, I know you're doing a fundraising campaign. And as far as I know, you're almost like at your $12,000 mark. Go, girl. But we still need folks within the next two weeks to see in what way can I support She Stories and really begin to amplify this? Because if it's going to come into storytelling, circles, a movie, um, website, um, and I'm just sharing this with everyone because I work with so many women leaders and Mm. individuals who are doing a lot of work. And I know men just know how to move the money for each other. And I think women, even though we're 80% of the economy, we spend yeah. 80% of the money. I'm curious as to see how we can inspire the women listening in on this show and also the mm-hmm. men to support She Stories. How do we get to you? How do we support this? So um, the campaign is at shestories.net. It's active for the next two weeks, and we are raising money to really to launch this campaign and take it to scale. Um, we are working to raise $50,000, and we're about, like you said, $12,000 in. We have two weeks left, and with that first um, infusion of cash, we'll be launching our podcast this summer at the Essence Festival, and then we'll also be launching the pilot. So we have already designed the pilot for this Story Circle program that we're talking about. So we'll actually mm-hmm. be doing the first set of first set of story circles with that um, funding. And then finally we'll be doing our first short film. Again, I think it's really important that we not only do documentary, but we also do narrative things because, you know, mm-hmm. as you know, women have all kinds of lives happening and we want to be able to share all ways of, of creative ways of expressing those stories. And so we'll be doing our first short film at the end of the year. 
Oh, beautiful. So then we're going to have to keep um, watching you and supporting you, and we're going to keep shouting out about She Stories, too. Anasa, I want to thank you for joining us on the air. You kind of, not only did you support me today, but I was happy to also be of a support for you as well. I will always support you, Sister Jenna. You know, we love you so much. Leave us with one elevated quote from She Stories. (laughs) Hmm, I will (laughs) leave you with a quote from my shoe store that I did last week, my favorite thing that I said in that was, it was in love that I found God. Oh, that's lovely. Anasa Troutman, thank you so much for joining us thank on the you. air today. Bye-bye. Talk soon. Wow, she stories, it's time. I mean, one of the reasons why I feel like the AM show really wants to keep supporting these stories is because I know, because I'm from grassroots, I know the amount of lives that it affects, and the kind of changes. And you never know who is in that circle or who is in that whole gathering in that initiative or program that's just going to be a world change agent. I'm telling you, I've met so many over my years. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Anasa Troutman today. Please go and visit some of her work. Um, Go on her Twitter account, find out more about what she's doing with She Stories. So just go to hashtag She Stories and that'll update you. And don't forget her campaign and also her personal website, anasatroutman.com. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission, and we are here to love each other the same. So let's do that. Here's to learn from Lucinda Drayton. Take care, everyone.